welcome to GradCast, the official podcast in Medjushua, the Society of Graduate Students at Western University. I am your host, Claire Bottini. And I'm your co-host, Jordan Vanderbert. And today we are broadcasting an episode from our hashtag graduated life. Our guests are all Western grad school alumni, and today we are talking with uh, Tara Saab. Welcome, Tara. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. So Tara, could you tell us when did you graduate from Western, what degree, research, what were you doing here? Sure. Um, I actually did my undergrad at Western as well. So uh, that was 1996. I graduated from the um, geography department. And then I went straight into my master's uh, program with the geography department as well. Um, And I graduated from that program in 1999. And my thesis was... um, in groundwater pollution control. I actually had to uh, dust it off. It was in the top shelf of a cupboard. It's almost 25 years old now. So I pulled it out last night and had a refresher because I honestly couldn't remember the title, what what it was, but it was uh, pollution from septic systems um, and looking at an evaluation of two programs that were running to control uh, pollution um, into the groundwater supply. So why did I do that is a, I always ask myself that question, to be honest. And uh, at the time, there was a funding program that had just finished, and I had an opportunity to evaluate that program. So that's, um, I had an interest in groundwater, so that's how I picked that topic. Awesome. So yeah, that sounds like that was a nice situation for you to be in where that topic came up really nicely there. Yeah. Um, So did you know ahead of time that you wanted to do grad studies? What was sort of what got you from the undergrad? to the grad studies? Starting out in first year, there's no way I had no idea. And I actually went into business and then quickly realized that was not my path. Um, So I went into geography, I switched in my second year. And then um, just I I excelled and and loved what I was learning. And um, I actually uh, got married in my undergrad and uh, my husband was on an academic path and we both started grad school at the same time. Um, so to me, it was just, you know, that's what I did next. I finished my undergrad and it just made sense that I would continue on and do grad school next. That's, that's interesting because then everything flowed for you. And so what happened after you finished your grad school? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> a, a 25 year <laughs> summary. Um, and I've thought about a lot about this because, you know, I'm looking back. 25 years. So how do I condense that so that uh, it's mostly mostly interesting? When I finished, I actually, um, my daughter was born in the middle of my master's degree. So it did take me an extra year to finish. And then I I applied for teacher's college and got in and then realized that that wasn't going to work out, mainly because it's hard for me to tell you my story and my path without it being connected to I was married with a husband and a baby, so my path wasn't my own. I had two other people with me. So, um, and my husband was um, when he finished grad school, he applied for medical school. Um, so, in that case, uh, there's no flexibility. You get into the school you get into. So, he got into Ottawa. I got into Western Teachers College, and that wasn't going to work out. So, um, I withdrew and decided that okay, we've got one. We wanted two kids, so we had our our son soon after and um, I took a short hiatus to be home with the kids which I don't regret at all that was what I wanted to do 
And then when we moved to Ottawa, I started doing consulting work for Environment Canada. Uh, they have a water policy branch. And I was able to then balance being home with the kids and um, using my uh, degree directly to do um, consulting for the water policy branch at Environment Canada. So I did that for about four years. And then we moved back to London. Um, again, following my husband's um, training. So he did his residency at Western. And when we moved back to London, I actually connected back with the other grad students. A few of them were still in London and my, my supervisor and the chair of the geography department. And there was an opening to be a lecturer. So I started teaching at Western. It was Geography 155. Uh, I still remember. Introduction to Resource Planning and Management. So it, it was really just using your networks and connections back to the people I had known at Western before, and it felt like coming home. So I taught that course for about five years, and it was a, a half course, and then I did the intercession summer portion of, the, of so it was two, two terms a year. So teaching and then uh, able to balance being a stay-at-home mom and with my kids and then uh, teaching and, and having my piece and my career at the same time. And, and uh, the, the, there is a lot of challenge and I, I don't want to downplay the uh, balancing act that you play, but it was important for me to have both and definitely worth having both of those parts of my life, the, the mom part and then the career part. So then uh, again, my with our family then now of four, uh, my husband finished his training uh, in residency and my, I thought we would stay in London. He have kind of thought he would too. So I actually uh, got accepted and started a PhD in geography. And uh, then we found out that we would be moving to Owen Sound and that wasn't gonna work out either. Starting a four year program for in a PhD program with two small kids and a husband and, being in Owen Sound, there was no virtual, there's no in 19, no, 2009, I guess that was. So we moved, uh, I withdrew, had to withdraw from the PhD program and we moved up to Owen Sound, but I thought, you know what, I have lots of experience. I've done, uh, you know, work in the government sector, I've been teaching. So I didn't think I'd have a problem kind of finding an opportunity when we moved up here. Not so easy, uh, not a lot of opportunities for professionals uh, in this area. So. Um, I kind of had to reevaluate and I did a lot of volunteering. I did a lot of kind of, I did a uh, intro level uh, admin job at a hospital at the hospital here, just to kind of get to know people. I taught kindergarten for a year. I did a lot of things just to kind of figure out where, where where's my path going to take me. So kind of fast forward a bit and um, I, got a job at the public health unit as an environmental health specialist. So again, I'm able to use my, my degree and my background. And that was a contract position. So when it ended, I, it was project-based. So then I thought, okay, I've got to figure out how to make myself more marketable. So I started um, taking uh, project management courses through the University of Waterloo, and then got my PMP, which is the project management professional. And then the, our hospital here uh, had an opening for a project manager. So for the last four years, that's what I've been doing. They Actually, I was the first project manager. So I built up the project management office from 
basically nothing, a blank screen and no files to um, we're four and a half years in now. And um, my current position is manager of corporate projects. And I've, I've had to expand again, like some, I did a course at Harvard, they have a healthcare project management course. So I did that. And re most recently I have credentials in uh, evidence-based design. So the Center for Healthcare Design has a, a, a credentials that's called it's EDAC, evidence-based uh, accreditation and design. So I think most of you in grad school can look forward to lifelong learning. I don't think it's gonna stop in grad school. So um, that's where I am now. I'm uh, working in project management at our um, hospital here. Awesome. Could you elaborate for me a little bit? I'm not in the, the medical field per se. So what, what does a project manager do? Okay. Project management is, it's, it's a fun actually feel because, and, and today I was at work, I was thinking, you know what? Project management is actually like you're doing a little thesis or sometimes bigger, but it's like you're, you've got a thesis project and I have maybe seven, eight on the go. So it's not just one. I've got more than one project on the go, but it's really very similar to you, you project based or, and if you think about it, there's a problem. I have to come up with, uh, like I've given a, a deadline. There's a very defined scope. Um, I have to do research, I have to gather evidence, I have to look at all the data, I have to put together a project plan, I have to provide status updates, I have a, a VP sponsor who's like my, I guess, supervisor, if you could say, so it's very similar, I was, I was, it just kind of hit me today when I was at work thinking, you know, this podcast coming up and how similar it is to that, so Maybe it's best that I give you a couple of examples of in healthcare, what project management looks like. Uh, the most, most recently, we, um, we actually built a field hospital here for COVID at a local arena. Uh, so I was part of that team putting together a 75 bed hospital on the ice surface. There was no ice, but you know what I mean, the ice surface of a, an arena. So working through all of the logistics that go into um, setting up that. We're, we're actually building a new hospital in Markdale. So I'm part of that team. My piece of the, the project management is how do you take a hospital that's functioning and relocate it to a new site? So all of the equipment and the staff and looking at their workflows. So those are two kind of the more glamorous examples of projects I'm working on. Sometimes it's just replacing the floor in one of the rooms. So it's, it's uh, lots of different uh, examples and everything in between those kind of two or three examples. Yeah, it seems that you acquired, maybe I'm wrong, but what you, it seems to me that what you learn as a graduate student, as a master and even your PhD, allow you to gain skill for organization, planning and research yeah. that you use all of your life in the end. Even if you didn't end up being, doing the job that you maybe dreamed of at the beginning, right? Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not going to lie, septic systems was not my dream. I was not planning on uh, continuing on in that specific area. That was just the stepping stone. That was the avenue. That was the platform that you use to build all of those skills. And you're exactly right. And I think those of us that go through grad school, it is those fundamental skills of um, looking at problems, finding solutions, finding data to support them, you know, organization, time management all of those pieces that you have to kind of learn and acquire and develop in grad school, those are the things that you take on and then you apply it to the jobs or the opportunities that you have 
throughout your career. Yeah, and you train yourself as well. As you mentioned, you you did volunteering, you work on your different connections, so you, you kind of build yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And it was important for me to, like, I loved the environmental side and geography, and I, I, I really imagined myself being in that field, but I'm not disappointed. I love my job now. For the last three years, I have been the environmental representative on our Source Water Drinking Protection Committee for the, what is our, the, no, Ray Sabo Conservation Authority. Uh, so I'm using my, I'm using the, the, you know, the fundamentals of what I learned in, in grad school, um, but just in a different capacity. It's not my career. It's something I'm choosing to do outside of my career. All right. So you said that you, just jumping back a little bit, you said that you did some teaching. Did that give you any different perspective on the sort of grad school experience from a, a lecturer perspective on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really love the teaching. Um, and uh, it, it honestly, that's the part I miss the most. It is very rewarding. It is something like, I don't know, I think it is a skill that that you you have to really work on and develop. And over the five years I was teaching, it, it just became something that was part of me. Now I'm I look for opportunities. Um, our hospital has a continuing education for all staff. So I'm teaching the peer to leader course. So I, I, you just look for those opportunities to use the skills. I think, yeah, the, the teaching part is, and you know what, I, I'm not saying that I, I will never because now with the online courses, who knows, I may, another opportunity may come my way that I'll be able to do that again. I'm not shutting any doors for sure. And I'm not sure if you had the chance to be a teaching assistant as part of your grad studies, but do you think that set you up for success in the lecturing? For sure. Yes, 100%. And the TA piece gives you the chance to make your mistakes and to fumble your way through and to be nervous. And, you, and you're so close. The age gap isn't very large when you're the TA to your students. So that they, you know, the, the very forgiving. So uh, the TA piece of it, for sure, embrace that and and uh, use that as a, a chance to kind of try out different styles of teaching. And it it's, I think that opportunity does set you up with some really great skills. That's good to know. One part of what you, your story that you told us that I was very interested in, or at least give me a lot of hopes, is that you mentioned that you stop in your career to have your kids and to find a bit where you want to go or to just to move uh, away from London, but you were able, at least you sound that it was fairly easy for you to find another job. Was it really easy? Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not easy. And part of it is I was being picky because I, I didn't want to just do anything. In grad school, you're setting yourself up to be professional. So it is hard to you, you have an expectation of the job that you want and the career. It's not a job. It becomes your career. So you have expectations. So you have to be patient. You have to understand that if a door shuts or if someone says no, or if, then that just means something better is coming and you find ways to be productive and to kind of take the opportunity to do some more learning or to expand your skill set or to take some courses and and that's okay. The rest of your life is a long time. And I still have, you know, some really good years ahead of me in my career. So I think not being so worried about, you know, if there's certain breaks that you have to make to 
adjust or if you have to move or you're you've got a partner that you know you have to compromise and find a path together then then that's okay that's part of life that's that's it's hard to understand that when you're in the throes of grad school you know in that time but when I look back that that's that's all part of what you you know what becomes part of who you are and how you mature and how you grow and it really you know it it shows you who you can be too right challenges are are there to help you grow and become better absolutely mm-hmm. so sort of speaking to that how do you think your view of your grad school experience looking back is different from what it was while you were doing it yeah i i mean i loved i loved everything about undergrad and grad school i loved learning i loved the exams i so it was some of the best years of my life. I also had my daughter during grad school. So my, my uh, experience might be different than others. But I think when I look back, I see it as you had this kind of like protected time in your life where you get to focus on what interests you and your network of people and developing the skills that start you off in your life. And you don't get that anywhere else. That's grad school kind of gives you this um, really special opportunity to set yourself up to kind of where you're going to go for the rest of your career, even if you don't use your your specific topic or degree or area of of where you're learning. So I I know and and I I know even when my kids were looking to go to university, I was like, I want to go back. I want to do this again. So I'm not going to, but, but you know what I mean? It's, it is cherish, cherish these years for sure. They're, they're, they're going to be some of your uh, most favorite years. So now that you uh, look back at your graduate studies or undergrad studies, is there something that you would have done differently? Do you have any advice to give your younger self maybe? (laughs) I think honestly, what I would have done differently is coming out of my, uh, when I finished my master's degree, I think I knee-jerked that, okay, I've got to do something right away. And I applied to Teachers College, got in. And I think that me, that was, I, and I didn't feel right. I did it because I thought, okay, this is something I can do. And it, it was in London. So it was easy to kind of do that next step. But it, I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I think be okay with figuring out what it is you want to do next or you're, you you know, take your time to be mindful of what your next steps are. And it might not be school. Maybe you need to take a break for a bit and then do something else. I don't know. It's going to be different for everybody. But I think I, I know looking back that that was never what I wanted to do. If, so I think if, if I could tell myself then, I would say don't go through that, you know, that piece. Just be okay with taking a break for a bit and letting the rest of your life work itself out. Um, so also on top of that, to just jump off that point, do you think there's any advice you might give a grad student on being successful in finishing their grad studies? I know um, you obviously had a lot going on. You said you took that mm-hmm. little extra time to finish. And I know a lot of grad students can get discouraged during their studies. So is there any advice you might have for for pushing through? Yeah, yeah, I, I did have a, a full plate, but um, I think uh, make sure you have a good support network around you. Um, I had a really great supervisor who was supportive of, uh, you know, my life outside of grad school too. 
So that's really important. Yeah, it took me three years, but in the long scheme of things, it it really did not make a shred of difference in the rest of my career. So if you need an extra six months or an extra year, by all means, take it. Don't rush it. It's it's it it will not make a shred of a difference when in the in you know fast forward twenty five years, it, it it won't make a difference. So enjoy it. Take your time. If your if your experiments aren't working or your you know things are feeling slow or it it's okay. Take your time and uh, and do a good job. Do your best. Good job and and don't look at the calendar. I think as much as you think you need to. I was also interested with your, how did you deal with a challenge you meet after you graduate, uh, after you graduated your, your studies, you mentioned that you took some time off, for example, from, from jobs. Mm -hmm. So, and you mentioned that it was not easy to find another jobs. So how, what kept you going and yeah, what kind of skill do you think were, would be useful to develop for that? Uh, well, I guess I, I was, uh, full-time two kids at home and my husband's training in medical school and residency meant that he had zero free time so I didn't really have time to think about it it was it, it did not feel like a break at all there was there was no break it was just a different stage and the stage I was going through at that moment it did, had its own uh, you know challenges but I, I it was a choice I wanted to make to be home with my kids and um, invest in their, in them. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a challenge when you're doing it, to be honest. It's, it's, you know, uh, being a mom is just as rewarding to me as it was to have a career. So, um, fortunately I was very young when we, uh, when I started my family. So I, I, now I feel like I still, you know, I get the best of both worlds because I still, they're grown and on their own. And I still have lots of years ahead of me to invest now in my career. That's a nice advice. Would you advise people to think about kids sooner than, or just, you know, I, I would not, it, everybody has to make their own choice. I wouldn't, you know, it, it, it's all based on what your circumstances are. I wouldn't advise you sooner or later at all. That's, that's, each one has to make their own decision. Very fair. Yeah. It's a question I'm curious about. And I know some of our undergrad students already asked me as a higher, more experienced person. Yeah. So I know it's yeah. questions some, I guess probably more women than men have while doing yeah. their graduate studies. You know, it is the balancing, especially as a, like, I think as a mom, uh, the, the balancing career and, and family it is tough and it is something real. And it does, I, I've talked to lots of other um, women in business and professionals that, that it is a challenge and, and you do feel torn sometimes. So I think having, you know, uh, good supports around you is, is really key for sure. And not feeling bad about, you know, you kind of have to make compromises and not feeling bad about that. Um, but it is real and it is, it is uh, you don't want to, you know, sacrifice your career for your kids and you don't want to sacrifice your kids for your career. So it, it, is, a, it is something that we don't often talk about or want to admit. But, but it is, uh, it's definitely something that, you know, I think should, it was on CBC radio. If you, I listened on the car, they were talking that exact same thing on the way home on the drive today. So I, yeah, I think especially professional women, it is a, it's a tough, uh, a tough road to navigate. 
And I just absolutely have to, to commend that too. I know a few of the um, a few of the grad students in a, a lab adjacent to mine, uh, they have ch like young children and I have enough time taking care of myself when I come home, let alone mm -hmm. other human beings depending on me. So that's just, I, I just think the whole thing is amazing for anyone to do with careers, jobs, kids, all of these things, let alone uh, grad studies, which is what mm -hmm. we're all experiencing and kids. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much, Tara, for all of your advice and your experience, sharing your experience uh, with all of us. Um, we are now about out of time. So thank you so much for being here and answering all of our questions. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. This has been Gradcast, the official radio show and pod podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at Western University. You've been listening to an episode from the series hashtag graduated life. I've been your host, Claire Bottini, and my co-host was Jordan Vandenbert. We've been speaking with Tara Saab, and this episode was produced by Amalie Hutchinson. If you would like to be involved in the show or get in contact with us, email us at gradcast at You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Gradcast Radio. To listen to us, we are on Radio Western 94.9 FM. You can also find all of our episodes wherever you find our podcast. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. Mm -hmm.